rising, they're rising, they keep rising, the pole. There's nothing we can do to stop them. This reading's unprecedented. Shut it down, shut it all down. What do you mean the whole thing? Shut the whole economy down. There's gonna be riots in the street. I don't want to panic. This country, everybody's going to die. Everybody, go ahead and you snack spaghetti sauce at a store. Initiate Operation Warp Speed. Commence the political dampener. Damn it, Jim, I'm a comedian, not a political science major. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Hey, what's up, guys? Here we are, Tanner, Ian, Andrew, back at it for another episode of In Chaos We Trust. Shit is still fucked, as always, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk to you about it here on this Monday morning. But um, yeah, I guess we'll just uh, crank off from there. Let's crank it out here. (laughs) Should I crank us off? Yeah, crank us off. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the time person of the year has been selected and has been announced and it is none other than Joe Rogan. Jo- nope. Wait, it says here Elon Musk. I was close. <laughs> yeah, you're not far. You're not far. Um, and I just wanted to start us off just on this Monday morning with a nice little excerpt. I'm sure most people have uh, heard that he was selected or, you know, whatever. They made him person of the year. Uh, but not everyone has read this article. Here's how it starts. This is just the first paragraph. The richest man in the world does not own a house and has recently been selling off his fortune. He tosses satellites into orbit and harnesses the sun. He drives a car he created that uses no gas and barely needs a driver. With a flick of his finger, the stock market soars or swoons. An army of devotees hangs on his every utterance. He dreams of Mars as he bestrides Earth, square-jawed and indomitable. Lately, Elon Musk also likes to live tweet his poops. Man, his dick must taste great. Right? <laughs> For time to be oh my god, throating it that hard. Jesus. Did he did he create the <laughs> Tesla car? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. I mean, they make it seem like all of these are his his single-handedly things that he's done. What is he renting an apartment? That's such a bad like, what does he mean by he doesn't own? I I remember hearing about that in the news of him not <laughs> him selling off his house, well, but that just seems like a poor investment. Well, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, but if you're that rich, you can live in a hotel room. Yeah, yeah but that's even dumber. You're wasting. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You'll <laughs> yeah. never you'll never spend all your money. So yeah. it's I mean you're, you're I mean in in a way you're you're I mean I don't get what they mean by he's selling off his fortune because if he's selling it he sold a bunch of stock this year so that he wouldn't have to like pay taxes on it at the end of the year or something like that. Yeah, but and like, he made it seem like really benevolent and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. There's but details he sold about it, it, which means he got money. F- so he was he never like. Like, you can't sell, like, hey, I've got all this money. Let me sell it to you. Like, okay. <laughs> like, how does yeah, that work? How I, does that work? I mean, he did pay taxes on it, but I think the deal was, like, if he waited till next year or something, he was going to have to pay mm. double that or more or something. Mm, uh, it was basically, there was something he was getting out of. <laughs> well, and if you want to get a little tinfoil hattie, Elon Musk has been pretty big in the crypto community as far as, like, his influence on it. So he's... I don't know if you've got all that money in the world and there's something even half as dicey as cryptocurrency is sure. Throw a little money at it. Why not? But he's thrown enough money at it where he can influence the whole market with his decisions. Well, it's, I mean, just even by like hyping a new crypto, like yeah. the Dogecoin thing, he, he was responsible for its soar and then it's tank. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he, yeah. he was able to, to make tweets 
and manipulate the market in such a way that he could predict how it was going to work because he knew that his thing would do that. So I guarantee you he had an army yeah. of investors mm-hmm. doing this. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, like even Bryant was, like, hyping up. Like, dude, he's going to go on SNL. And he's going to plug Dogecoin. I'm buying in right now. I'm like, are you sure? A lot of people did that, yeah. Are you sure? Like, it's funny. I went and saw um, Spider-Man No Way Home yesterday. And in front of, uh, before, you know, how before they show the actual movie trailers, they'll mm-hmm. show, like, real commercials now. They've been doing that for, like, a couple decades. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> like, the, you know, that new thing they're doing. Um, but, like, one of the commercials was, like, Matt Damon talking about, like, oh, it's, you know, blah, blah. He was, like, walking through this hallway talking about, like, opportunity. And they've got people who really go out and take chances and blah, blah, blah. And it was, a, it was an ad for Crypto.com, which is... I guess the new main uh, place to, to do all your crypto dealings. Uh, I know that the uh, Staples Center in LA is getting renamed to the crypto crypto dot com arena or whatever arena. Yeah. And um, but I did notice seeing it on the big screen, it made it real easy to read the fine text at the bottom, which says like warning that this is like <laughs> not necessarily a good investment. You can never really tell what's going to happen with We're it. We're not like, even sure if this is real. <laughs> right. Right. I don't know. It's it's kind of, it's getting to me where all that shit just feels like um, like um, um, MLMs for dudes. Like instead of selling like mm. each other pantyhose and like you know uh, skincare products and things like that, we're like, hey man, invest in this like new hip NFT. And like what you need is a lot of people to, to pile on and mm. invest, so it'll drive the the price on. So it's not it's not exactly an MLM, but it's kind of like the it's you know, the greater fool theory, is what it is. Do you know what that is? Where, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you're like, I know this is dumb, but I can ride the wave for a little while and jump out. Kind of. It's an economic theory on like, you know, I'll buy this gizmo on the basis that I think I can sell it to this gizmo to a greater fool than me. I'm buying it thinking when everybody's buying into crypto thinking, or okay, let me start over. You buy this gizmo. And uh, so I buy this gizmo with the preconceived notion that okay i get what's up with this gizmo but i think i can spend this if i spend ten dollars on this gizmo i think i can find somebody some sucker that i can buy that'll buy this gizmo for thirty dollars it's like people who flip cars and houses yeah and uh you know it works you know it's just a pretty simple economic theory and it works that's essentially what all commerce is but specifically in like the realm of the con or whatever I think that's all crypto is. Is this just the greater fool theory of like, I bought in thinking it was like, I understood it. One, I don't think anybody understands it. And you just ride these waves. You'll have, like, it may take two to three years for another wave to come around and I'll sit, you know, in the red for a while. But this wave is going to come back around where people think they figured it out or, or whatever, two or three years down the road, and there'll be another wave of people investing like crazy. And yeah, I don't, I don't think they're ever going to go away. I mean, if you think about it, like, scratch-offs are still yeah. thriving. So it's, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 maybe one fifty $50 total off of scratch-offs in my life, you know, but it's, like, to the point where it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm probably never going to, this is a waste of money, I'm not going to do this anymore. And so, but people still, they sell them, and people still show up and hold up lines buying them and scratching them off because they're too old and no one will tell them no you know you got to buy the ticket and go back to the back of the line i don't even think you're supposed to be able to scratch them off in the store but i don't i don't care just go to the back of the line and scratch them off as you go back up to the front like that's fine with me yeah fine with me just yeah it's annoying when they do it right there it's like oh this will just be a second not many people do that but enough dude it drives me fucking <laughs> crazy it just and it's a certain type of person it's a, I, I don't mean that like racially or anything it's just like 
in general of just like a non-classy person that like stands there and takes up the line to scratch off their tickets. The same people who go like at during lunch hour on, on a on a during a weekday will go somewhere to get lunch, but they don't. They're off work that day, and they'll go stand in line and not know what they want. Meanwhile, like I'm like right behind them, and I know exactly what I want. And I can get through the line, get out of their way, because I got to be back somewhere at some time. So fucking move, you know. I'm sorry. It's a convenience store. I'm sorry. It's supposed I'm just, to be quick. I'm just taking out my frustrations on Elon Musk out on everyone else. <laughs> yep. Person of the year, Elon Musk. Yeah. Show some respect. No. Yeah, I actually, I mean, everybody was, or a lot of people were really mad that he was named person of the year. I mean, Hitler Because was. they think, exactly, yeah. But they think it's like a, I don't know, like the it's something not, to be lauded, I it's guess. It's not but, best person of the year. It's just yeah. most notable. Right. And I don't even necessarily have a problem with it. I'm sure there are a few others you could think of. But uh, as far as like, you know, who was in the news all fucking year for one dumb thing or another? I mean, he was. Who got it in, 20, that. Who got it in 2020? Was it Fauci? Say. Yeah, I want to say it was Fauci. He was definitely like. Remember. He was the most prom. He was the person whose name I'd say next to Trump probably got repeated the most on the news. Was Fauci. I think it was Biden actually last year. Really? Definitely can't claim that this year. He's been fucking... No, yeah. He's been fucking <laughs> off. Um, going to be a while. Yeah, it was Biden and Kamala Harris. Oh. Kamala. Did you hear about what happened with her? Uh, it's not like a big, big deal, but uh, she was on some... I think I think Charlemagne the God hosts some show on Comedy Central mm-hmm. and had her as the guest and basically like asked her, like, hey, who's the real president? You know, like, as in, like, are you actually running things and Joe's just, you know, napping all day? <laughs> and they're like... And then she was like, Joe Biden is the president. All right. And like just freaked out on him. I thought the way he asked it was, uh, who's the real president, Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? Because they were oh, talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. But she did. I I don't know. That's what I saw, but I, I haven't like watched it. Well, she conflated that to like the the um, you know, January I mean, sixth stuff. Like she was like, Don't don't try to come out here and act like, you know, these the way some of these people are acting like our president wasn't elected. And that's not at all what he was trying to say. I don't think I, I didn't see the full context. I saw a little clip of it, but I do. I, I know he like, he chimed in about Joe Manchin at the end. And now that you say that, I'm like, I bet that's what they were talking about. And that's what I read in the caption. I didn't actually <laughs> watch the clip, but I did. Yeah. Uh, she took like a while to answer. Right. Didn't she kind of like flounder for a second. And then she was like, Joe Biden is the president. Yeah. And then like cut the order or cut it short or something or Well, I don't I don't know exactly, but she was definitely like mad that he even would dare ask that question. Um it was supposed a supposed ru- to be softballs. <laughs> yeah, it was I mean this comedy central, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I yeah, I I uh I, I saw the clip. Um I, it's, that's how much prep I did. I watched a, a like a fifteen second clip on on Twitter <laughs> don't remember really what happened. I kinda remember the details, but hang on, I'll play it here. Just the audio, but so who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really, Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do, it's Joe Biden. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Joe, and, it's Joe, and it's Joe Biden. And I'm vice president. My name is Kamala Harris. And the reality is, because we are in office, we do the things like the child tax credit, which is going to reduce black child poverty by 50 percent on track to do that. 
We do things that are about saying that our Department of Justice is going to do these investigations and require that we end chokeholds and have body cameras. It is the work of saying we're going to get lead out of pipes and paint because our babies are suffering because of that. It is the work. All right, we get the idea. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Jeez. Joe Biden. It seems like she's like, there's somebody like off camera that's like motioning to her or something. Like she kind of like, when she's not long after that, mm. when she's like, says Joe Biden for like the second or third time. Yeah, she, the way she just kept repeating, it's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden. <clears throat> It's Joe Biden. To me, it sounds like something like broke in her brain and she just immediately was like went into full on like rage mode. But then was yeah. like, no, I'm on camera. I got to I got to calm down, but I got to still assert myself because like that sounded like, oh, shit, she's about to get mad. It was. Right? A Come on. Just see. You can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm That's what so it reminded excited. me of. From a pivotal scene in Saved by the Bell. Oh, God. When Jesse Spano is revealed to have a speed addiction. Oh, I remember that episode. Oh. And she just wants to perform. I, and she's. That's what uh, that Kamala <laughs> interaction reminded me of. I had no idea where you were going with that, but yeah. Yeah, I could see it. It, it reminded me of uh, last week when we were talking about the Fox Christmas tree and we watched that clip of that lady being like, it's about Jesus and Hanukkah and. And freedom and liberty and and Bible and like just started listing words. It was like Kamala's was like a more one note version of that where she couldn't even think of a second thing. I mean, I guess there's not a second answer to that question, to be fair. But there is a second thing to say <laughs> other than just repeating the same shit over and over. Um, yeah. Do we want to move on to next? Yeah, let's move on. Cool. Um, next thing that I had on my radar was Rand Paul, who... As you may know, as you probably know, uh, there were hurricanes and real bad, or not hurricanes, excuse me, tornadoes, and just real bad, like, high winds, bad storms in Kentucky, parts of Tennessee, other states. Um, not actually too, too far from where we're at, although, to my knowledge, nothing in Chattanooga was, you no. know. I had a, a broken pot on the back porch that fell over, but that was mm -hmm. about it. You'll rebuild. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll find a way, together. Um, anyway, so Rand Paul has come under fire for... He's been asking for relief for Kentucky, which I want to come out and be clear that he absolutely, Kentucky should get relief and will. Um, but people are pointing out just how hypocritical it is of him, given that in no small part, I don't think, because he's, he's so on brand as a libertarian in a lot, of, a lot of things, not everything. He always votes to deny disaster relief to other states. Uh, for during, what was it, Hurricane Sandy? Um, Harvey and Maria. I think Maria, that was Puerto Rico mostly. Sandy was, which one was Sandy? Was that Houston? I think that was the... Oh, yeah. Sandy was just like along the Atlantic coast, I guess. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That was the one that was up north in New York. Maybe Harvey was Houston. Anyway, in any case, he always votes against disaster relief for others. Then he wants disaster relief of his own. And people are calling him out for it. Like I said, I want to be clear that they should and will get disaster yeah. relief. Like, don't be. I've seen a lot of shitty takes on Twitter about this. That's like, oh well, the blue states carry the red states financially, and blue states send more aid to red states than blah blah blah. And it's like, don't don't be that guy with that take. Though. Right. Like, yeah. fuck. People need help. 
it's like there's so there were takes about like oh well maybe tell Kentucky to vote better. It's like not everyone voted for McConnell. Not everyone voted for uh, Bashir, the governor. Like tornadoes do, don't give a shit how you vote. Right, exactly. Like, I'm sure lots of <laughs> lots of politically aligned people got you know, displaced and like had their whole lives fucking ruined because of this shit too. So I'm not. You know, f- fuck that. Like, let's the whole the whole point of being a, a compassionate. You know, what progressive politics, in my opinion, what they should be is about helping people. So, how about you know we fucking, you know, <laughs> exactly. How about yeah. we lead by example? You know, I mean, that's 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 to me like, yeah, I, I saw like that some of those takes were happening. I didn't like you know really dive into it, but I, I, I to me it's just silly. Like, I and don't get me wrong, I have I've said a lot of hyperbolic shit over the past <laughs> two years about Republican people and. Things like that. And I've said, like, ah, oh, we ought to have camps for people who don't want to get vaccinated and stuff like that. Um, all all in good fun, um, because I know that I don't have the power to make any of that happen. So I can say it all day. But <laughs> I'm not saying that anyone deserves a fucking tornado, except maybe Elon Musk. Yeah, there we go. But he doesn't own a home. How's it going to find him? Yeah. You know? Joe, Joe Manchin. <laughs> I'd like to see Joe Manchin get tornadoed. That'd be funny. Joe, yeah. I've got a fun thought experiment here is. I just started thinking of like all the natural disasters we deal with. Like we've got earthquake proof buildings that aren't even like a hundred percent. We've got like tsunami detection stuff, which again, not a hundred percent of all the natural disasters, maybe aside from volcano where that one seems pretty easy to like not live near. Yeah. Just don't live near it. (laughs) And yeah, if you're living near a volcano, you don't have much excuse to be like, well, a volcano, it's a disaster. Well, you bought that land. But tornadoes gen- genuinely seem like they, in theory, should be the easiest to subvert. Because, like, I don't know how big it would need to be, but it seems like, I mean, tornadoes are caused by cold and hot air traveling at different, like, I can't remember if it's different speeds or different directions, but that causes the vortex and then it tilts up vertical. It seems if you had a tornado and you had a big enough one of those, like, you pull it back, air cannon things, like you buy at, like, theme parks, and it blasts a thing. If you had that, that could blast, like, hot air at a tornado, I feel like you could dispel tornadoes. Build it. I mean, some people think (laughs) you can summon them. Like, you know, I was about to say, like, maybe what happened is that, uh, you know, maybe... uh, uh, what's his name? Jeff Bezos was like, "Oh yeah, you want you want to unionize? I'll, we'll, I'll mm. see." see <laughs> oh god, yeah, those stories were horrific. Yeah, I heard. I pe- don't even want to go into them, really. Yeah, yeah, I heard people like weren't allowed to leave work and things like that. That, that yeah, yeah. We talk enough about capitalist nightmares on here, but yeah, that's the the short version is yeah, they weren't allowed to leave, and then plenty of them died. Yeah, I mean, I, good good on Rand Paul for finally understanding why people need help during a crisis <laughs> hopefully he t- learns it from this lesson and and we see this the a beginning of a new pattern going forward maybe this is a new new era for Rand paul maybe <laughs> maybe now his his little tiny grinch heart has for just in time for christmas <laughs> has grown three sizes and from now on we'll see a different Rand paul i, I you know what i i choose to hope i choose to hope you got to you got to believe no i agree i agree and fucking California catches on fire next summer. He's like, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't. Um, I mean, he's opposing disaster relief like everywhere, but there's like a pattern with him. <laughs> like states. That, like, oh, that one hit New York. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> Puerto Rico. 
jerk off motion. <laughs> You know what those people ought to do is pull themselves up by their bootstraps and fight the tornadoes next time. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. That heat machine like you're talking about. Yeah. You mail that idea to yourself. Dude. You fucking patent that shit. What if you started? <laughs> I'll the, edit it out. I didn't. <laughs> Here's a genius idea. No, we write that on a piece of paper like we're an engineer. Like some super legit paper and we send it to Rand Paul. And make it seem legit enough to like get him talking about crazy shit like that in the news. <laughs> Listen, we know they got the satellites to make the tornadoes. I want to build the satellites to bust them up. Oh, man. Repu- we we got to have like a whole special on Republican science. <laughs> Remember the guy that wanted to go to the moon? Or no, move the moon slightly? Just yeah. slightly? I miss him. Fuck, who was that? That was I mean, I mean it's not a, a bad guy. theory if you take out of consideration <laughs> any science. Yeah. Oh man! There's like like no if science hope. didn't exist and we knew nothing about the world, it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember when Superman flew backwards around the world? And yeah, caused time to go. I remember backwards? that fondly. I think that that that's that's how that works in my mind. Is you just get a Superman to f- to fly around the moon, maybe mm. maybe push it a little while it's while things are slowed down, and you can just kind of like nudge it into place, and then spin back around, speed it back you up. Get things going again. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, Tanner, did you have anything you wanted to talk about this week? Yeah, I had, uh, so you know how boomers, they seem to be the, whether it's, uh, at local barbecue joints like Ribbon Loin or wherever, <laughs> it tends to be the boomers that like to tell the youngsters and the Zoomers and the millennials to like, no, get out there, work hard, you know, you'll eventually be able to pay for your tuition and food and your house payment and like that's what we did we pulled ourselves up by the bootstraps and worked hard and got all all these great things tends to be boomers so a new study has come out that god fuck you cnn.com for this (laughs) ad among other things that i cannot get rid of so yeah this data shows that boomers are to blame for the labor shortage we are experiencing right now most people or most people which now that I think about most people being boomers that I've talked to or the ones I have talked to tend to have the opinion of like, these people need to go back to work and realize like there's no such thing as handouts. You got to work for what you got, blah, blah. They don't even recognize that it's not a labor shortage. It's a shortage of people willing to work for shitty wages. And it's a shortage of jobs paying adequate wages. It's not a labor shortage. And so people are going to better jobs. And, uh, yeah, so let's see. I'll I'll just read the article here. Is One of the more insidious myths making the rounds this year was that young people didn't want to work because they were getting just fine on government aid. People had too much money, went the narrative from a handful of politicians and pundits. Only trouble is, the numbers don't back it up. Early retirement, whether forced by the pandemic or made possible otherwise, is having a huge impact on the labor market. The data shows that retiring boomers, far more than lazy millennials, are the biggest force behind the labor shortage. People have left the workforce for a myriad of reasons in the past two years. But among those who have left and are least likely to return, the vast majority are older Americans who accelerated their retirement. Last month, there were 3.6 million more Americans who had left the labor force and said they did not want a job compared to or compared with November 2019. A whopping 90 percent of them were over 55. 90%? 90%. Damn. So basically, the pandemic just... uh, People were sent home from work due to the pandemic, and 
a whopping 90% of these people over the age of 55 just decide like, well, I was going to retire in two years anyway. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. I, I don't want to go back to the office. So, yeah, people that are pointing fingers trying to blame millennials and Zoomers and whatnot for the labor shortage. No, it's you guys. It's the fucking boomers. Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, it just makes sense. You know, I mean, like, it, I think what boomers don't understand is that the values that they consider to be, like, concrete now have been exposed to have a lot of cracks and that we're now having to figure out a lot of new values as we go. And I, I don't think the boomers, um, and I'm staring at this lovely picture you've got hanging on your wall of a church and a preacher with a snake out in front. Um, and it's really ringing home to me what I'm saying here. But I think that boomers are part of that generation, I think, that still felt like there was a right way to do everything. And that there was a certain, there was, there was a larger truth to the universe and that they knew it. And I think that that's... I'm not saying there's not some greater truth to the universe, but I'm just saying we probably haven't figured it out yet. So we need to play around with a few ideas until we do as far as like how we run our society, how we, uh, you know, engage with one another as people. And I think that uh, boomers have, are just so out of touch with where things have to move. And, 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 that, and this, this is just another reflection of that. This is just another reflection of them saying, oh, just go back to work. It's like, well, fucking no. Like, well, that's the thing, too, is something it was it's a point that I've never seen made, actually, is whether boomers or whether Zoomers and millennials go back to work today, two weeks from now, two years from now, they will eventually go back to work. These people won't. Mm. Right. They're just retiring and then sucking off like whatever teeth they're sucking off at that point. But, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I thought I would bring it up. Well, the uh, I don't know if they put out part two, but like basically... I don't know if South Park is ever. I mean, it's I know their contract goes on. They for just a while. put out part two. Yeah. Okay, I need I need to see that. But the, on the first part, they brought up a really good point that I've been, kind of been making for years. And it sounds cold as hell, but like you know, it's it's the kids all grown up is the premise of it. Um, and uh, you know, all all the people who were adults in the South Park world are now in like a nursing home, and then they're all complaining like, "Why won't you just let us die?" Apparently, it's bad to let old people die now, and like. You know, if you this is sort of I'm getting into conspiracy theory town a little bit, but like if you look at like when the human population began to spike, there were two main instances in human history where there was just a giant spike compared to everything else. And the first was the Industrial Revolution, and the second was the advent of modern medicine, which vastly expanded the uh, life expectancy of your average human. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're caught up to that yet. I don't think, I think the problem is we're creating more mouths to feed than we can, we can manage. And I'm not saying we're overpopulated yet, but I think that like definitely, I mean, you look at like things like statistically speaking societies that have, um, you know, a good, a good set of, uh, abortion laws or, or women's health laws, I guess is a nice way of putting that. Um, societies that have those tend to have lower crime rates, tend to have, you know, be- better, things going on economically where it's like it's it's a it's a benefit to society to regulate the amount of babies being born you know part of that is because you you know you the the machine was built to run a certain way and now like we're flooding you know new new parts into this and everyone expects the same fair shot and the more people there are the harder and harder that's going to be to provide um whereas like you've got now we've got all this 
you know, medical advancement to keep people alive well past the point where they're like really, and I don't want to say like, you know, we're, we're past the point where they're contributing to society. Cause I mean, like you've got relatives you love. I'm, look, I'm not saying your pop pop and your nan nan got to go, but like, <laughs> I kind of am like, I kind of like, it's easy for me to say, cause all my grandparents have passed. So it's like, I'm already emotionally <laughs> removed from that. Um, but I mean, I'm getting to the age where it's like, now that's an issue with my parents where it's like, but I mean, health isn't, hasn't always been a strong thing in my family. So I don't think that, <laughs> that they're going to be living to a hundred. Who knows? I mean, maybe. Um, but what I'm saying is, is, is that, uh, yeah, like it's this sort of weird fixation where we can't let old people go and we have to feel like we have to keep them alive as long as possible. That's, that's the main thing that's put a huge strain on our uh, medical system. That's why our medical costs are skyrocketing alongside a lot of, uh, you know, corporate America shenanigans as well. But, um, yeah, I, f I forgot. I kind of went on a tear well, there. Look at, at what old people are. They effectively provide the same amount of voter constituency mm -hmm. that uh, unborn babies provide on the abortion argument is like Democrat or Republican. They fucking love unborn babies. It's this whole constituency they can fucking appeal to and none of them can vote. They can fucking use them as a barter chip of like, no, we're going to it's the same thing you see. uh like Democrats do with African-American groups of where they essentially like, no, we're going to do this for African-American communities and all that. It's that, but it's a whole group that has no opinion, can't voice them, can't vote, none of that. And then you see a similar thing start to happen. Uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Uh, boomers and how much? Boomers, yeah. You see a similar thing happen with boomers of where the large amount of money going into the economy is coming from boomers. They're the ones sitting atop. Like even the low level boomers are sitting pretty good with their like one story, two bedroom home and an RV and like one of those razor super golf carts in the driveway and like a nice F one fifty. Like they're still doing pretty good or they've got a, a bass boat or something like they're still doing all right. And they get to a certain point and they retire and like, yeah, they're getting their pension or whatever they're getting their retirement. They make most of the money. They don't want that to change. And then you fucking fear monger them into this like Fox News conservative hole so they can just, yeah, they don't, you make them scared that the black people are going to come steal their money and their boats. And again, I'm not even talking about super rich, like just upper middle class. I'd even say some lower middle class yeah. people fall into like that sort of same propagandic yeah. you know, conditioning. Um, but yeah, like, but kind of, I remember where I was going with that other thing. Uh, so the baby boom, they're called boomers because they were part of the baby boom. So what we're going to see now is what we've been seeing for a long time with like the greatest generation and stuff, uh, kind of growing older than generations before and, and kind of, I don't want to say milking off the system, but that, that is a thing that happens. Like, I mean, a lot of people, you know, you know, use the shit out of their benefits. And like, look, I'm not saying we, we, we could, we can take care of everybody. I'm not, I'm not arguing like fuck these people, but I'm just saying like that, this is what's been happening. And, uh, when the, when the baby boom gets into their elderly and more of them hit retirement age and more of them get to where they need more and more and more and more medical, medical, medical care and attention, that's going to do what we've seen to our system. Um, even more so it's going to be a huge strain on the system. So we definitely like, have got to figure things out. And they, and what sucks is they're the ones who have, like you said, all this voting power. They could, they could set it up, set up a system where they're not going to get old and fuck everyone else mm -hmm. over, but they don't, they all, you know, 
they tend to fit along a certain party line that kind of says, you know what, pave your own way, bitch. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, that's That was a big, long rant. I'm not saying, like, your grandparents need to die, but they probably should have. It's kind of <laughs> my thing. Like, <laughs> Or just stop voting. Well, like, I, maybe there should be a voting limit. I mean, sort of. I, 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 I can That'd kinda, be the cutest riot ever against yeah. that. I can kind of, yeah, I can kind of, kind of get... So here's my, and this is controversial shit. I may have even said this on like an early episode back before you joined when I was being a little more brazen about things. Uh, and this is, I'm mostly joking, but <laughs> I think how do you solve healthcare is there's a cut. You have free healthcare up until a certain age. And then at that point, if you can pay for it, you get to pay for it. If not, well, <laughs> but then you end up with yeah. like only the most rich people get to be very old, which is also a problem. So that is a problem. So that's not that's not um, a great solution, um, but it's 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 one. It's a solution. One. What would end up sucking with that if that went into law tomorrow and that's how we operated, then capitalism would take over and then that would be the medical industry would be about extending life and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not uh, the guy who's going to come in. Don't don't make me your president or anything, but I I definitely like think that it's 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 what sucks about it is like the problem is that there's you know it is a problem that we've got people who are living probably longer than they should who can't afford to to, you know do that and then passing on all this medical debt onto the greater next generation that's causing the price of everything to skyrocket and that's only growing worse and worse but we can't really talk about it because it's an ugly thing to talk about because you're saying well you know that's because people are living longer than they really probably should you know, I, I, hate, I hate to be that way about it. It's, it sucks. It's not a it's not a nice thing. It's not like I'm saying like, no, this is what we got to do. But I'm just saying like, we got to figure something out. And you know who could help with that? The fucking generation that's about to be that problem. Yep. I have little faith that they will, though. No. Yeah. Doesn't sound like any of us do. Because they did things the right way. And it's our fault for doing things the wrong way. Yeah. Millennials and and fuck, what are they called? Zoomers. <laughs> Millennials and Zoomers will figure this out because we've had to basically figure our shit out you know our own shit anyway so what's the next are we getting to the point where there's a generation after zoomers now because they're getting pretty i mean i guess there would be they probably just don't have a name for that yet because what's it's like every 20 years 15 years it's yeah what's it's birth years it kind of it kind of has more to do with like cultural milestones and i think Mm -hmm. so so it's not necessarily like like i don't think there's a set amount of time as much as it is like during this sort of era of things happening and and uh yeah it gets real messy if you like wikipedia because it's like uh according to this source millennials are those born from this date to this date according to this source it's like three years different than that in one direction and like four in the other and then like none of it yeah yeah i think i think really usually generations well oh i'm sorry i was gonna say i think usually a generational name gets stuck when the the median of that generation is at about 25 and then i think that's when that starts becoming like regular use and accepted are 25 year olds right now zoomers i think so i think still but not i mean it's getting to the point where we got to have the next yeah one. i think that's the old zoomers damn elder zoomers are like 25 ish maybe even as like old as 28 or so yeah you know what i mean 38, 34, yes. 33. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm almost as old as you can be and still be a millennial. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm right on that. Uh, like if I'd been like born in like 1979, I think, or 1980, I'd be still Gen X. But and we're kind of in the middle. I think like the 
the the year span that I think I've seen the most frequently is like 1982 to 95 or something like that. Yeah, it's holy, which I don't know how much. Holy shit! I did. There's a generate. I just looked it up here. Generation cutoffs. So baby boomers are from 1946 to 1964. Generation Jones is from 1955 to 1965. Generation X is 1965 to 1980. Xennials, 1977 to 83. Millennials are 1981 to 1996. Generation Z, or the Zoomers, 97 or after. And then Generation Alpha will be 2010 and after. So that's oh, so we're going to Greek alphabet. Yeah, I was I was I was going to say like after after Z or like what is going to be the next one Omega because they're the last ones. <laughs> yeah, that's optimistic to start over at Alpha. Honestly, yeah, I think they might need to pick a different Greek letter by the time because <laughs> like they might be Generation Omicron or Generation like. Whatever fucking COVID COVID variant they Probably. have to grow up with, primarily. With, with, with if Biden, Kamala Harris get their way, it'll be Generation Beta, Beta cuts. <laughs> Sorry, had to. No, no, had to do it. Don't. Hey, never apologize. Had to do it to him. <laughs> oh man. Well, speaking of capitalism, there was a hockey game at fuck South Dakota. Okay, <laughs> I realized I did write it down. A hockey game in South Dakota. I think it was like a minor league type thing or something, but. Uh, there's a video that most of the listeners have probably seen now. It's uh, these are my notes from a couple weeks ago. But they had to. There were they lined up about like I don't know six to eight teachers on one side of the the rink, and they had to skate or like they had like those shoes that are you know you can walk on the ice with to center ice. And there was a blanket laid out there with like I think one thousand dollars in one dollar bills, <laughs> and it was just. I don't think, you know, it wasn't like a wind machine where it was like getting blown around or anything too wild like that, but it was just scattered there and they had to grab it as much as they could grab. They got to keep for school supplies. So, you know, they all go over there. They get over there as quickly as they can. They all tuck their shirts in and then they start like putting the money down. Like, you know, when you put the money down the front of your shirt and it's tucked in and you get like a Santa belly or whatever, which, hey, it's seasonal. I guess it's um, since it's the holiday season. Um, This did go viral. Yeah, I saw like. Breaking Points covered it. Mm-hmm. Secular Talk definitely covered it, and I think a few others did. But it did not go over well, generally speaking. No, that's the, why the they public. Were, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but I think like I, I had just kind of like uh, it just made me think of I don't know even like two, three, definitely five years ago or so. You would see all these like supposedly heartwarming videos about I don't know like uh, an entire town saves up or, or donates money to get this kid's cancer treatment taken care of or somebody somebody's grandma is ill and you know the hockey team or the whatever <laughs> I just went for with hockey team but whatever team or something makes this big donation uh, the fact that this was viewed so negatively and the fact that they like covered it on breaking points in about the same way that we're about to probably was just like is kind of proof of like almost a sea change type thing to me where people are starting to think of these things differently and like quote unquote like wake up you know yeah well it seems gladiatorial it seems like why not just give them why not just evenly distribute the the money and then say hey merry christmas everybody instead it's like fight and compete for who can get the most like right right you know put yourself down basically like belittle yourself yeah there's like for our amusement (laughs) yeah exactly that's exactly what it is there's levels to it too because like they could the hockey team or whoever put this on i think it was the team themselves i'm sure they thought it was a nice thing i'm sure they didn't it was just a matter of we didn't oh god 
Yeah, know, we, we didn't really realize the optics, or we thought we were dealing with like 2015 optic, or you know, probably, a 2015 crowd, or probably something. the teachers participating didn't think that far into it either. They were like, "Oh, cool this this will be a fun I mean, neat thing." Yeah, well, that's how it's, it's an that's indictment how, of. <laughs> well, it's just that's how ingrained fucked up shit like, uh, like we we all, I'm sure people listening and then us all have friends that are teachers, but like they've all mentioned something. It's like. Yeah, I'll come meet you for that drink. I got to swing by Hobby Lobby and get some stuff for my class or something like that. Teachers shouldn't be having to pay for shit for their own class, like having to pay to work. And that's so ingrained in our society that I don't even think whoever put this on did it with some malintent of like, no, let's watch them grovel for it. It's just so ingrained that they were like, no, we want to give back, but let's do this thing. They didn't even think about the optics of it. That's absolutely what, ha- yeah, it has to be. To me, though, there's like there's it's an indictment of the entire system, but there's levels to it, kind of, mm. where this is like about the worst thing they could have done. A step up from this would be to just like donate, you know, pick six random teachers from the district and just donate two hundred dollars, you know, even if mm. it, whatever the total that they're working with is. And even that they shouldn't have to do or there shouldn't be a need for a hockey team to finance school teachers, you know, like you were saying. We, yeah, exactly. Like, it's either I, I'm going to be late, I have to run by Hobby Lobby and get supplies, or, sorry, I'm, like, over budget this month. I can't meet you for that drink because, you know, I get paid a teacher's salary or whatever. Like, that's happened, too. I'm just glad to see kind of the changed way that people are looking at stories like this. And the public at large, it seems, has kind of... Mm, I don't know. I, th- I think if we were in much better economic times, there'd be a lot more tolerance for it. But I think as things get harder and harder for more and more people, a lot that of people makes sense. like because I mean, you know, I, I didn't see the footage, but I definitely, like I said, heard about it a bunch. I never clicked on any of the, the, the videos, but they were in my feed. <laughs> so I was aware of it happening. But I, I mean, immediately my thought was like, that sounds humiliating. That sounds like something that I would if if, if my boss was like, hey. Here's a chance to win some money, you know. Well, hey, it'd be different if it was like people doing it who like signed up to do it to win money for themselves, you know. But right. Like, yeah. But if it was just a random competition. But if my boss was like, "Do this, and this will pay for your like, you know, office supplies," you know, <laughs> like I'd be like, "That's no, I'll just keep getting them from the supply closet like always." Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It sucks. Teachers should get paid more. Hot take. Yeah. What do y'all think? Yeah. Vote now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, gener- I generally think most Vote people in the should, Discord. Get, should get paid more. Um, but teachers also, mm. for sure, are part of that. Uh, but then if we pay everyone more, we'll have to pay everyone more. So, well, you know, if you start with paying somebody more, then you have to pay everyone more, and then everyone wins, I've, and I've it got sucks. A, a teacher question to ask or you wait. guys that's, like, somewhat local. This happened back, I think this happened during the election last year. But there was a local teacher, not Hamilton County, but in a neighboring county. I know the guy um, somewhat personally. He's pro-Trump. He is a, I don't know, his, I think he was the vice principal or something like that at, at a middle school. And I think maybe he also taught something like history or taught a class or something. But... He post. I can't remember what it was he had posted on Facebook, but it was something about lying Hillary Clinton and all this. Oh, oh I remember. Seeing wasn't it like story. something kind of violent towards her or something like? I don't think it was violent. It was just like clearly 
not accurate or information. Or, yeah, or, like, or no, I remember or what it was. Or it was vulgar or something. Yeah, it was vulgar. He, uh, he said something about... Uh, no, this would have been Kamala. Something about Kamala. Yeah. What, like being a lesbian or something like that. Was he a that. coach? Yeah, he was a coach. Yeah, I think I I'm pretty sure he was the vice principal or something too, but he got fired for posting Where it. Where was this? Was I don't want to say. Okay. Um, I'll cut that out. But yeah, my thing when somebody told me, I was like, well, good. He should have been fired. Not because I, I would say the same thing if they were posting it from the other side, from a democratic point of view, because it's like this dude's shaping kids' minds and he doesn't need to be just like, posting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's fine. If you want to post like a, a pro Republican message and inform kids on like what being a Republican is. I don't know if that's, that's fine necessarily. It's no different than just saying, Hey, this is what a Democrat is. This is what a Republican is. And I'm a Republican. That's fine. I see no harm in that. But when you start saying like hyperbole and just saying shit like, yeah, that lesbo Kamala Harris, like why is she lesbian? Like, and what does it matter? And it's, it's just, so yeah, I guess like I was just going to, I was going to ask if you guys thought he'd been fired, but I think maybe I brought this up before on here. Didn't he get the one I'm thinking I've got fired, but yeah, maybe he got a fired. Different, oh, no, okay. This guy got fired. Yeah. Um, oh, like ask like what we thought about that. Yeah. I was just going to say like, I, I mean, thought I think you were talking about teachers right, and I think yeah. teachers should be getting paid more. And this is a situation where like, yeah. And they should also have higher standards to like, yeah. not. Yeah. No, I'm kids heads with not going to shed a just because for... of their own personal beliefs. Well, I, I would definitely put teachers in the same and they're, they're definitely some sort of figures of authority. Um, very vital ones, but they are. Um, and so I always feel like figures of authority are, should be at a little bit higher standard than everybody else. Like, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we are putting a lot of trust in teachers. And, and I think that, you know, there needs to be some degree of, uh, of standard. And I'm sure there are. I'm sure they, you, know, you have to go through certain things to, to start teaching. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that once you you are a teacher, I think like, you can't act the way you would, like, out at the bar. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, there's definitely like I'm. I'm no. I, I don't know how what it's like. I'm sure there's decency standards like that you have to sign a contract for. I know like if you're a news personality, that's why you don't run into a lot of news people like out mm-hmm. in like the nightlife because they're they have if they get in trouble. I mean, they can go out to a bar, but it's a risk if anything happens and they get in any kind of trouble. It's just an immediate like, well, we're just going to mm-hmm. sever our uh, like that's why, like, I mean, uh, the one guy, I don't want to say his name or bring it up, but you remember when the guy got upset and pulled out the tomahawk and <laughs> yeah, 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 he, he didn't get to stay. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I know that's a thing. So I'm, I imagine teachers probably have a similar thing where like, hey, you are a face in the community and people trust you around their kids. If like, you know if any kind of thing on the news comes out, we have to like, you know, (laughs) one, it's tricky too. My thinking is it may, the internet's such a fresh thing as far as mainstream people go that like students want to add their friends on Facebook or add their teachers on Facebook and things like that. So you have to be as a teacher, you should have the mindset of like, no, some of my kids see what I post on Facebook. I need to be a little bit more aware and a little bit more careful of what I post on Facebook since some of my students are on there. Mm-hmm. But they don't seem to have that self-awareness. And so they just post whatever. And it's just like, and maybe it's good to get it all out there in the open, but I just don't trust kids to have like the, always the right gauge of like, 
You know, they think somebody's awesome, but they don't understand why. They just think they're awesome, and then anything they do or say is awesome. I definitely yeah. think that it's, like, sketchy for, like, teachers to have personal social social media yeah. accounts and then follow or befriend mm-hmm. their students. That should – like, if they have a, one that's, like, in an official school capacity, that makes more sense, and that's one that – but then – you know, so that, that that I think would solve a lot of that problem because, you know, a, a person's going to have their views and mm-hmm. that's, you know, there's nothing you can do about that, especially in like smaller towns where like everyone is, you know, has views that we would probably find abhorrent. You, are you saying that that town just shouldn't have teachers? I mean, so you're going to you're going to run into some of that. But I think that like teachers, teachers should not have a personal level mm-hmm. of relationship with their students. I don't think I mean, it just seems kind of inappropriate. And I think that's where like. Maybe some of the the sc- more scandalous things you hear about that where they get their start is probably because of the availability of that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe no. I mean, I think that's exactly right. Well, I mean, I, maybe that's already a thing. Maybe teachers aren't supposed to follow their students. Oh, I'm sure they're not supposed to. At least at most schools and school districts. And yeah. Stuff. All I'm saying is like it may be something that's so fresh where a line in the sand should have been drawn at one point, right. but it's so fresh that there may have not been a line it's drawn. It's not that sand. fresh anymore. Well, we would yeah. though. Like, like Facebook's been around since 06. I just mean 05. as far as but like... But back then were teachers on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying as far as it being a mainstream thing, because there was a good section there up until maybe... You know, the iPhone came out in 2007, and I would say it was maybe up until 2010 or 11... And then up into maybe like 2014 or 15, where like everyone had some like, I mean, everyone has full access to the Internet now. And I think Trump has a lot to do with it, too, because before Trump, like even the old people who were on the Internet weren't posting like their political bullshit on like that much of a regular basis. It was mostly like family pictures and stuff. And then occasionally, you know, maybe something you're like, oh, that's kind of racist. You know, please don't say it. But uh, like. I think once once the Trump era hit, it like was that I think that exacerbated things so much more where it's like, I mean, it made it so that you have to be careful, more careful about who you follow and who you're who you're friends with. But like, I don't know, maybe maybe the trouble even wasn't that students were following this teacher. Maybe it was that. Well, I mean, parents obviously should be able to follow, I think, a teacher's personal account. I I have no problem with that. And um, I think that like so maybe it's just a bunch of parents seeing like this is the person who's teaching our kids like whether the kids are exposed to that specifically or not yeah so i mean i think i definitely think that like you should be a pretty measured person to be able to be a teacher and i think that that's a sign of of you know that you're not so if you if you're prone to outbursts like that maybe (laughs) maybe you're not measured that's that's the best way i know to put it or maybe just make a fake account and post on that one yeah (laughs) you know there's ways to not be a dipshit about it just Twitter have to keep the egg as your picture or whatever they do now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a weird, like I was a teacher from the, in the 2010 to 2011 school year. And like I had second to fifth graders, I was teaching English and they asked like if I had a Facebook and I was like, why do you want? No. And I just told them that I didn't have one, but like every single class, which I think I had like six different classes. They all six of them, like they would ask, because like Same. you said, like they look up to you or whatever yeah. as like what you were saying, like a authority figure. Well, I think it's fine if you but want... like, you know, a cool one or whatever. Yeah, same. <laughs> I had a year where I experimented with teaching out of college and yeah. it's the exact same shit. I was teaching like fourth through sixth graders. And so now they're getting way up there in age and I'll still have some of them add me. I'm like, wait, who is that? I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. 
Mine are all adults now. It's same. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you like, I think if like you made a, like a separate account that was for that and said like, yeah, right. add me on but this. But I had no I'll, interest in. Yeah. And I'll yeah. post like you know homework reminders and stuff like that when things are due and you know, like I could see that being a, a good use for it. But like I don't like. Fucking, I don't. If I'm if I'm a teacher, I don't want my students to know that. Like, oh yeah, I was out at the bar tonight, and then you know. Right. right. No, I just didn't. I told them I didn't have one, and I don't think at any point they ever knew my last name. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it worked out that way. But. Well, anyway, what we got next here? Um. What are we sitting at time wise? Uh, about, about an hour. Yeah. Fifty five minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. All right. I got one that kind of leads into another one that we talked about. Uh, off air up top but so basically donald trump was doing his damnedest uh to be the number one the covid spreader in chief as it were um he had it at the first debate with biden which i believe was i'll look it up but i think it was like october 2nd somewhere in there um which also means i'm gonna say 16th 16th yeah oh do you have it pulled up nope oh just guessing yeah uh, that date comes to memory for some reason. Okay, so anyway, uh, he well, he apparently tested positive for it on September 26th, three days before the first debate. So September 29th, I guess oh. we're both off. <laughs> well, I'm curious when that second win was. <clears throat> um, in any case, it's not only three days before the first presidential debate. It was, I think, two days, maybe one day, um, before he was to meet and did meet with a bunch of gold star families as part of some, like, I guess, like, I don't know, fundraiser photo op type thing, probably like a photo op type thing. Uh, for those listeners not in the know, gold star families are families that have lost someone in the military in one of the branches of the military, um, usually killed in action. Um, so Trump knew full well that he had COVID. These gold star families tend to be, I think, you know, usually it's, they're up there in age as well. And he went and met with them anyway. And according to Mark Meadows, who we'll get to in a minute, in his book, uh, Trump was, you know, leaning in very close, like kissing cheeks, shaking hands, doing everything that you normally would in a pre-COVID world, especially, you know, during a photo op type political thing like this. And I mean, basically, that's that's it. He just the fact that he knew it and did not care. Yeah. So I know it's like, it's it almost seems like a cheap shot to be like, Donald Trump doesn't care about service members, but honestly he doesn't. Like, no. <laughs> this is like another in a long string of things. That's just straight up disrespect for like people that have served, you know, he does just enough to kind of cater to the ones that have served that do still like, you know, I don't know that are just super conservative, I guess in other words, but it's all lip service. It's yeah. like no reform of the VA, at least not any drastic ones. No, nothing like he's a, he's a salesman. It's he, exactly. And after he makes the sale, he can fuck off and you yeah. can fuck right off. And yeah, yeah he's ne he's never been a politician. He's always been a salesman. I think that's the issue. Uh, yeah. He just fucking, I don't know. I mean, I, we, we, we've, I've said my thoughts about uh, Trump. I haven't said them probably in a while. So if everyone wants a refresher, everything I've ever said, still I still feel that way. I'm not like, <laughs> like I think that like you know I try to be fair and I try to look at everything, not necessarily through the oh fuck this guy Trump lens, 
automatically. It's just, it doesn't matter. Every time I try to give the guy the benefit of the <laughs> doubt on something, he always manages to still be a fuckhole. I mean, the only thing that I can kind of, and I, it's probably just because I don't know enough about it. Probably if I look more into it, I'd be like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. I kind of, although I think the way he did it sucked, I think that it's good that we're out of Syria. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Um, same as with Biden in Afghanistan. I think it's good we're out of Afghanistan. I don't necessarily like the way that it happened, but I think that ultimately it it's good, mm-hmm. you know. So that's the one concession. Other than that, no, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Uh, Trump, yeah. Trump can go eat a eat a dick. Um, I don't know. Like I don't want to be like you know. Not a, I, I want to have a, like a nuanced opinion, and I, my nuanced op- opinion is that like I, I want to. I kind of want to fight him. Like I, I'd like to fight him. Yeah, I don't care that he's old. It'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be. Fun. I mean, like you were talking about earlier, old people, they, their day's coming. Well, including his. Yeah. Allegedly. I hope. I hope he like. I hope we don't have to. I hope he goes before twenty twenty four because I think he'll win. I mean, I think I think the Republicans going to win no matter what, unless like someone great shows up on you know out of the Democrats or you know uh, someone who is yeah, I don't know what the fuck. a third party wild card out of nowhere is just immensely popular uh, like The Rock or somebody um, could happen. But uh, I don't know who. Who, who it, the, the, there's no fucking rock stars anymore. Like that's why that's why Trump was able to uh, to do to do what he did is because he showed up and was like, "Where's all the fucking rock stars? Fuck it, I'll I'll do my best to be a mm. rock star." And mm-hmm. did a pretty good job of being a rock star. Not a fucking good job at all of being president, but um, yeah, yeah. We and Bernie's already said he's not going to run the next time around, no. which I don't, which yeah. I agree with that he's going to be, you know obviously four years older than he was last time and he was up there last time when he hit i think he's 80 i don't know um bernie needs a um a, a, an entourage or, or what's it called a, um not an heir but like uh someone that's like you're you know basically you're training to replace you yeah an apprentice apprentice uh, yeah he's gonna die like no. master yoda where he just lays down and just decides yeah <laughs> probably the sad thing about Bernie is, like, now that I'm thinking about it, it's, like, a lot of the things that I, you guys to a degree, like, a lot of other people, especially a lot of young people, liked about him were that he's been saying the same damn thing for X amount of years, mm-hmm. like, 50 years, and, you know, 60 years, whatever it is. But then it's, it's kind of like a catch-22 because it's also, like, well, but by virtue of having said the same thing for 50 years, that puts you at at least probably 70 and I don't know if we really need 70-year-olds running the country, as we've seen just, you know, this decade alone. But, like, I don't know. It's, like, a weird, like, fucked if you do, fucked if you don't kind of. Mm. So we need, yeah, a, pro- a protege or something of his that has been saying the same thing for, you know, has some consistency there. Has, like, a proven record, or in other words. Like, it's not they're brand new on the scene. But isn't old so old. Maybe somebody in, like, their 50s? I don't know. As much as I'd like to see a thirty-something, forty-something. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a 50, <laughs> I think fifty or fifty-five is probably a good age for a president. Um, but I don't like, you know, I just, there's, I can't think of anybody who I really think should have the job right now. No, me neither. Um, on, you know, I mean, and, I, and like, even on like, I know it, like this sounds bad to say, even on the Republican side, like from knowing like you know, growing up as someone who is more favorable of those sort of values knowing what republican values are i can't think of anyone who truly represents what republican values are supposed to be in my opinion 
um, you know, like to me, it's all just, you know, owning the libs and, and being as fucking reprehensible as possible in order to do that. That's all it is now. Yeah. I don't support that. I don't want anyone who's like that. Like if you can come at me with a good Republican argument and good faith, I might listen to you. Uh, but if your whole thing is like, we got to stop socialism, I'm like, get the fuck out of my face, you moron. Like, cause that's, mm-hmm. but if you think that socialism is a real looming threat in this country, I don't have anything else to say to you. That's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. If the word communism even comes out of your fucking mouth, like we don't have anything to talk about. Like we're so far away from any kind of socialism right now. Like it'd be like, I think for a, the people that need it. Anyway, I think a yeah. little bit would probably be good if we dialed it back <laughs> in that direction, not even to the point where it's even socialism at all. Just a little bit more of that kind of, kind of push would probably be a good thing. Uh, but like, I don't know. I, it's just, I fucking, uh, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't see any rock stars. I don't see anybody who I, I, I believe in will captivate people enough to actually, get anything done yeah because right now it's just like well this is the best we got on this team and this is the best we got on this (laughs) team and well 51 to 49 this one won this time so they're going to go in and 49 percent of the people are going to be pissed off and try to stop every bit of progress they do then they'll succeed then they hey they didn't do anything so they suck so now it's the other team now like Mm -hmm. we're going to go for the other team (laughs) exact same problem oh they didn't do anything either well we must vote for the other guy yeah no it's like I'm it's that, a fun little seesaw. I still love the idea of, of a good third party. And I mean, I, that's why I like what Andrew Yang's doing. Cause it's like, he's less about trying to push this party forward. And it's more a party about pushing the whole system forward. Or it's like, we just want to open the gates. We're not like, I'm not <laughs> like, we're not trying to, the platform is solely around like rebuilding the way elections happen and like, um, like electoral reform and, and, and like those sorts of things. So it's like, which makes sense because these other ideas that a lot of third party, you know, people sort of have are never going to get through until we bust up the way elections happen because it's, it's a rigged system right now. Mm-hmm. You have to work from inside the system and, and, and there's no room at all to come out with an outside view. So we have to, we have to create ways for that to happen, I think. And otherwise it's just going to be the same bullshit we've been mm-hmm. seeing. That's my, that's my piece. Mike drop. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think that's, I think that's what happened on January 6th is people were tired of waiting for the... And I'm not condoning that, which you guys should know. But, right. <laughs> but people were tired of waiting for the system to change from the inside, and they were like, we're going to take it into our own fucking hands, and we're seeing the results of that. And it's... I mean, we don't have to go into whole things on the 6th, but it's only going to get worse. I mean, people are going to continue to do that, in other words. So... You know, like... Yeah. <laughs> in, in Dungeons and Dragons, right? I know I bring everything back to Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons was written a long time ago, and it was very complicated. And over time, they added a lot of rules, and there, th- there became this thing called rules bloat. And so, you know what they have to do every few years? They have to release a new edition where it's basically the same game, just clarified for a modern audience. Maybe we need one of those with our current like system and our set of like laws and shit, and be like, look all these addendums and stuff, we could fold a lot of this stuff in and just be very careful about the way we word it so that instead of saying like this amendment has this, you know, all, all these like branching things <laughs> be like, we're going to do a new, edi- we're going to do constitution 2.0. It's going to be the same game, the same book. Yeah. It's not going to be different. It's just going to be worded more clear. It's the King James version of the Bible. I fully support <laughs> this because people have such reverence for the constitution in no small part because it's so old. Like that's literally part of the calculator, part of the reason they love it. 
It's like, it's so old and, and look, it's still perfect. It's like, yeah, well, we've amended it mm. 34. I don't know how many times, but like the 18th and 21st, like the 21st just cancels out the 18th. That was like prohibition and then end of prohibition. It's easy to remember because drinking age years, 18 and 21. Mm. Well, and <laughs> but we, I mean, it's like, yeah, get we, some of the bloat out of there. <laughs> and even, even do set up a system where we systematically go down and have like, like smaller and smaller governments kind of go through the same process. Cause I mean, you think about like, you hear about the wacky laws that are still on the books all the time. <laughs> like, why don't we just go through and fix that? Like just do the, Hey, we're going to do the, uh, you know, the, the, you know, 21st century version of this stuff. And, but then no, sorry. And, and like, we'll give it another pass maybe in a hundred years and we can get rid of the, what's wacky at that point. But right now let's, let's go through it. I don't know. It just seems, well, it's probably, you know, probably ultimately what everybody's trying to do all the time but like because you've got different people wanting different things it makes it a little difficult i was gonna just say that it would also make bathroom readers a lot more short because <laughs> that's half of them is like you'll never believe this wacky law from peoria right <laughs> yeah um anyway yeah that the trump thing you know covid near the gold star families wasn't great uh, the revelation or where that information came out was in Mark Meadows, I believe still upcoming. I don't know if it's been published. I don't believe so. But his upcoming uh, memoir, I guess, uh, which stated all this, uh, you know, the date of the positive test, the dates of the other stuff, et cetera, and said that he did have it at the first de debate, which is also, I mean, it's one thing getting that close to the Gold Star families and possibly giving it, but like, you could argue, I'm not going to argue very strongly for this anyway, but you could argue that it's like a degree of bioterrorism or something, going to the debate with it and shit. Yeah. Knowing Biden's the only man older than you in the world. Like, and I don't know. Anyway, what I wanted to get around to. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was getting around to the fact that that, like I said, is in Mark Meadows' upcoming book. But he also went on Newsmax last week to say that that didn't happen and that he has a problem with his own book that he ostensibly wrote, but he was on Newsmax, which as you know, is like a very friendly network to them. And he said, absolutely not. That is not how it went down. I don't think the host of Newsmax pressed him very hard on it for obvious reasons. Um, but I don't know exactly like what his reasoning is or his, you know, why is it in the book then if it didn't happen type thing is, but uh, I don't know. He's had a busy week. Did you guys see the, I know you saw the text that he was getting on the six. Speaking of that, yes, from the like just various lawmakers and stuff. Those were fucking wild, right? Um, Don Jr. had one. It's one of the ones I remember that was like, "Tell him he needs to call. He needs to call a meeting or call something. This shit needs to end." Yeah, and I remember it being weird that like uh, Don Jr. has to go through Mark Meadows to get to Daddy. Like, oh god, I didn't even think he of that. can't just call <laughs> his own father directly. He has to go call Mark Meadows to right. schedule a meeting with Daddy. It's man, I've been watching Succession lately, and it's I feel like part of that is 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 basic. okay. Yeah, I need to start watching that. I've it's, heard nothing. It's good. awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm almost through with the second season. Nice. But yeah, no, Meadows, like he's been he, at first he was going to cooperate with like the January 6th commission or committee, whatever. Then he went on Newsmax and I think it was like after he went on Newsmax and then he was like, no, I'm not going to. And so now they're going to like subpoena him or hold him in contempt or whatever. I mean, there's too much to I found so many articles on this that my brain's even a little fried from reading about all of it. But 
He's had a hell of a week. Um, oh, he was also... It came out that he was basically just using a Gmail account to conduct business on behalf of the president, which hmm, kind of makes you think, you know. Remember, Yeah, I remember who used to pitch a fit about emails. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So he had a busy couple weeks. Oh, he also told, or he, well, I don't know if that was directly linked to him, but I, I think he informed some of the MAGA people that were there on the 6th that the National Guard would, quote, have their back or would have Trump supporters back. I don't think he was like texting, you know, individual people in the crowd or whatever, but there's some word that he put out there that, you know, when the National Guard comes, you guys are good. Which I need to look that up better. This is irresponsible. Yeah, on I was going to say, part, if, if that, <laughs> that's, I think that, that falls under big if true, because that's basically saying, mm-hmm. hey, you, you're going to have some military support for going into the Capitol building and making stuff happen. That's crazy. If that's true, I don't, I mean, it feels like, cause I heard about a lot of this in passing. Like I listened to like the, you know, YouTube news basically, but I'll listen to it while I'm at work. And so I'll be, doing, mm-hmm. I'll be multitasking and it'll be on in the background. So I don't absorb uh, everything in, except the really like shocking juicy shit. But I remember that, like, I was like, wait a minute, isn't that implicating something? But I, I don't, I don't know. Right. Yeah. What I'm that's kind of how it is with me with podcasts and stuff, but. I don't know. Um, it says here that he sent an email saying the National Guard would be present to protect pro-Trump people in the lead-up to the U.S. Capitol insurrection, according to a, n- a new report released by the January 6th committee Sunday night. Uh, I guess last Sunday night. Yeah, December But it doesn't say 13th. who he sent it to? I am trying to find that. But... Yeah, that's 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 pretty that's pretty bombshell if you ask me. I mean, like I've been worried thinking that maybe this whole January sixth committee thing is not gonna it's gonna be a, a bunch of nothing. But I mean, if they're finding stuff like yeah. that, yeah, I have more and more hope. But you know, it's hard to you don't want to get your hopes too far up. But yeah, no, it does say. Uh, I guess they're not really ready to release that information to the public because it just says an email sent to an individual about January sixth assured them that what I said the the National Guard would protect pro Trump people. So, whew, he better start cooperating because <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. It's too early for him to write it out until Trump wins in 2024, right? Like, if this were happening in 2023, I'd mm. say, like, fuck, maybe he rides yeah, it out. or right. <laughs> like. But uh, it's not going to get better, you know, despite all the, all the many conspiracies that we've covered on this show alone about how Trump was going to be swept back into the White House. It hasn't happened yet, so I don't know, man. Those texts, I don't, I, I couldn't even like find them. I, the only things I could find of them were videos, and that's not very interesting to the listener, probably. Although it is, I guess, Liz Cheney reading them, which is important to note that she's one of the two Republicans on the committee. Yeah. And she's the one that's brought most, if not all of them, up to, you know, to talk about or whatever presented them. So, yeah, that's not unimportant. That's, it's, it's weird to think of her as an ally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just the, uh, on the name alone, like right, I, I'm and party affiliation of nothing. Yeah, else, she's like, she's had some pretty bad policy stuff. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. In the past, but uh, she doesn't like Trump and has not been shy about that. So I mean, she's kind she's kind of on the team for now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because I think she's up for re-election next year and she's going to get primaried by mm-hmm. one of the pro-Trump you know plants basically or whatever. So that'll be interesting to see. Kinzinger, who's the other Republican on the committee, is just not going to run next time. I don't know if it's like motivated about like his calculus is that he wouldn't win or what, but so he'll probably get replaced with someone worse. (laughs) 
But it's like even the ones with backbone don't have too much of a backbone. Like they're still politicians at the end of the day and they're going to do what's expedient for them, not necessarily mm-hmm. their constituents. But the fact that that's the, these people have to be a, like the, the fact that like it still has that the Trump name carries so much weight with that base is like, how long do you think it's going to be until like, you know, how we talk about like we traditionalize everything in America, like apple pie and baseball. How, how long do you think like people are going to have that same sort of fondness for like Walmart and like mm. shit like that, where it's like, you know, that's part of, it's just part of America is having a Walmart, local neighborhood Walmart. Yeah. Whereas like in our, when I was coming up, it was like, man, Walmart's coming and killing all the fucking small business. And right. That, yeah. That's what you heard. And now it's Amazon that's killing Walmart, every Walmart and everything else. We got to stand up and fight and protect our Walmarts. And it gets consistently worse, too, because you, you always heard about, like, Walmarts, like, abuses of power and, like, labor shit and stuff. And, like, Amazon's worse. Right. <laughs> Somehow they found a way to be both worse and, like, knock the other one out. <laughs> like It's like it's a race to damn. the bottom. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, I don't know if I want to end on a race to the bottom. You guys want a little short little video game story? Okay. So... You've heard of this. Have you seen this? Heard about this new Omicron variant that's come out of uh, COVID? Well, apparently there was a video game that came out in 1999, uh, also called Omicron, but with a K instead the of a Nomad C. Soul. The Nomad Soul. You know it. You've heard of it. You must have played this. <laughs> it is a game with David Bowie in it, which I believe is has the distinction of being the only video game with David Bowie in it. I find that hard to believe, but maybe I'm thinking of Right? That seems weird. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, there was there was a conspiracy theory around it that basically Bill Gates had something to do with it because it was released on Microsoft Windows, not by Microsoft or any imprint that they owned, but it was released on Windows, so clearly Gates had something to do with it. So like it was one of like a free game that came with Windows. No, I don't think I, I don't think it was that. It oh, was, it was just the platform. Okay, I, mean, I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just mean they they probably they had a Windows version and maybe not a Mac version. Or something. Right, right, yeah. That's, it's basically like saying um, that was popular at the time. Yeah, it'd be like saying um, Tim Apple runs Facebook because Facebook works on iPhones or something like that. Right. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it was made by Quantic Dream and Edios Interactive, which is now Square Enix that we probably all know. Let's see. So, yeah, fueling the conspiracy theories are the game's underlying themes and anti-government plot, as illustrated by Bowie's character in this Omicron clip. Um, and for some reason, the link is broken at the clip. But what he says is, wake up, people of Omicron. I'm not even going to try to do a Bowie. Uh, Bowie's character says, warning that they're being turned into government puppets. Join the awakened ones and rise up to fight for your freedom. Together, we can win. Uh, so obviously, the people, the kind of people that read too much into anything are reading way too much into this and are saying that, oh my God, it was all predicted. Because <laughs> reality works that way, as we all know, and things are just nicely tied up with a bow like that. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just I kind of wanted to end on a, a fun one and just let you know that you can actually get this game on Steam to this day. So... If we want to play some, it's probably not multiplayer, but if you want to independently play some Omicron, the Nomad Soul, or you can buy it for your old Dreamcast if that still works. Does does the plot of the game have anything to do with like pandemics or like, I mean, obviously it seems like dystopia. Yeah, I don't 
believes I haven't read anything that that says anything about that. Yeah. But just basically about government control, I think is the bigger. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's uh, maybe I'm maybe that's a stretch. Might be. If there was something about a pandemic, I might say, hey, yeah, that, I think heck, that, there may be something to this. Right. But I think, like, you could also say, like, I mean, who, like, how much shit has come out about government control is, like, the theme of it. Like, fucking Soylent Green was, like, an, an you know, <laughs> about that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you can take your pick on in that category with a lot of, lot of media. <laughs> that and Omicron's, like, one of what, like, 20 to 30 i don't know how many greek letters there are yeah they just picked a random one and this covid wave is oh, I th- ostensibly a random i thought one. they were in order and it's just that this is like we only hear about the ones that like you know spread but yeah i think they've, they've they've detected like probably all of them like they they have gone in order i actually read something on that they skipped a couple because a couple greek greek letters because they didn't want people to freak out because there's a greek letter that's like the n that's new so they thought Ah. In English, hearing that called the new variant would just be like, wait, the new, the new what variant? The, like, I don't know. They thought it would lead to confusion, and they skipped. Uh, that would be that would, man. That would have been such a meme though, because people would have made like COVID wearing like Jinkos and fucking yeah, know, like, be like the new metal variant. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would have been sick. And um, I think like after that, or maybe before that, in the alphabet is Kai. I think is how it's pronounced, but it's like X I. And so they were thinking with all the, you know, China. origins of it. Yeah. President Xi, they were thinking, well, in print, that looks exactly the same as Xi. So let's also skip that one. So I don't know. That was a fun little thing to, to read this week, though. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they skipped those. Well, I, I, I heard that I read a especially because it leads to this. <laughs> I saw a thing today that says that, like, I think 85 percent of adults in America are, are vaccinated now. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, I think that uh, the last 15 percent that's unvaccinated, I don't, I don't think we're going to talk them into it. So, no. I mean, I want to say, like, go and get back. I mean, like and then I've heard conflicting things about the boosters. I think it, I mean, so here's here's my take on that. I mean, if you can get it, get it. If it's if, especially if it's free, go ahead can't it's not going to hurt you to get it um i do i've heard things that maybe it's not necessary if you're young and healthy and vaccinated necessarily like i mean because like the thing about these new variants is they spread easier but they're like they're less severe mm-hmm. and so it's getting to to be a more manageable thing and if you're already in pretty good health you're probably fine uh if you're if you have a lot of health risks absolutely go get the boosters absolutely do everything you can uh, but the conspiracy I've heard about that that I kind of makes sense to me is that like we're gonna all they're gonna keep telling us to get boosters over and over and over again because because now I mean COVID's here to stay uh, yeah and they do that with flu shots too where like they say go get your flu shot but yeah. it's like there's never been mandates around it and there's never been like you right. know, don't come to work without your flu shot I mean some some industries have done that I know but like um, I think that like the conspiracy theory is it's just big pharma now like we're gonna have perpetual boosters and perpetual things so that way like even though even if they are free to the people you know the government's paying for that which means it's coming out of tax money and it's Mm -hmm. like so it's basically just we're funneling money into big pharma perpetually um and i've heard that and that that to me makes sense as a conspiracy theory i'm not completely ruling that out um but i want to be careful uh and say that like i'm not saying don't go get like vaccinated i absolutely get vaccinated if you if you if you're part of that 15 percent that hasn't been i don't know i mean if i'm going to convince you but i still think you should um 
but I kind of admit the point where like, if they haven't done it yet, they're probably not good. <laughs> like, um, and then as far as the boosters go, I mean, like I said, if you can and it's free, do it. If you're young and healthy and you feel weird about it, I'm not going to be the one to tell you that you should still do that. Cause I mean, apparently spread is the same either way. Like, and with, you know, 85% vaccinated, like I said, that's something to be optimistic about in my opinion. I mean, it's, it's, I know I sounded and went around a roundabout thing, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of different things. I don't know who to trust anymore. Uh, <laughs> because everybody says, no, the science says this. I'm like, well, okay, but you're saying different things. So I'm just going to do what I can and what seems right. Um, I'm outperforming, so I, I'm kind of a hypocrite about any kind of public health shit <laughs> at this point. So, yeah. um, but I got, I, I did get my my pokey pokes. I got both of them. I haven't got a third yet. I might do it after the new year. Just we'll see where the world's at. Yeah, <clears throat> I need to do that as well. But uh, you know, the third. Mm-hmm. I uh, I uh, you know encourage everybody to take care of themselves. You know, that's, that's yeah. the best I can do. Yeah. Everyone out there, take care of yourselves. Have yeah. a good holiday season. Take care of everyone around you. Not the whole world, but the people that you can reach. You yes. Know? Yeah. Arguably more important in a way. Well, I guess, should we wrap it up? Let's wrap her up. Cool. Yeah. Did uh, you wanna, I can do the social. I didn't, I didn't do know I if you wanted to do the yeah, social plugs and okay, shit. Okay, yeah, I was just trying to write them down so I didn't have to do them mm. from memory like like last time. But um yeah, you can follow us at in chaos we pod on both Twitter and Instagram. You can join our Discord. Uh, the link to that should be in the show notes. You can follow Ian at Scenic City Slaughter or Scenic City's Laughter on Instagram, and at I M Sharp Official on Twitter. Um, also, give Boomer Memes Pod at Boomer Memes Pod uh, a follow on Instagram. Let's see, you can follow me on both at Darth Plato. Um, and follow Brew Chat on both as well. Chat with two T's. And, and we're on break until the new year with Brew Chat, and then mm. this will be our last episode. And this until as well, the new year. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, I'll be I'll be a, a year older. I'll have had a birthday. So fuck yeah, right? Actually, yeah. No. Well, okay. So New Year's Day is Saturday. Saturday. So do we mm. want to do that Sunday? Yeah, I'm down. I don't have shit else going on. Okay, so I won't be a year older because my birthday is at Monday. Yeah, but okay. I should be off work, so I'm fine to do yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Unsure. So. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right. Well, Everyone uh, have a good new year. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will uh, see you next year. Bye.